Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. WTPS Petersburg. Your NBC Sports Radio update starts now. Thursday night football kicking off week eight of the NFL season, 8.20 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on Fox and the NFL Network. It's the 5-2 and two Minnesota Vikings hosting the 1-6 and six Washington Redskins. Minnesota a heavy 16-and-a-half point favorite. By the way, both quarterbacks played for the opposing team at one time. Kirk Cousins, now the Vikings quarterback, talking about seeing his former team. Former coaches, former teams, former teammates, and I'm no different in this case. But honestly, for me, you know, when I think of my time in Washington, I just think of, of, of the word gratitude. You know, I'm so grateful that I was drafted by them. I'm so grateful for the, the people I got to work with. And, you know, the quarterback I am, the player I am, and, and where I am in this league now is largely as a result of the, of the coaches I got to play for there and the way they impacted me and then the, the teammates I got to play with. Meanwhile, for Stephon Diggs, wide receiver for the Vikings, he talks about seeing his old teammate and former Vikings quarterback Case Keenum. We definitely have a lot of good memories, as we, as we all can recall. So it's always going to be a, a good thing to see him, and along with Adrian as well. You know, he was a guy I came in with. He was here. I had a lot of success in the Minnesota Vikings. So it's always good to see him, even if it's on the other side, still playing ball. Jacksonville Jaguars defensive tackle Marcel Darius will be out anywhere from six to weeks. He is going to have core muscle surgery after suffering an injury in the Jags' victory over the Cincinnati Bengals last Sunday. Major League Baseball teams making moves in terms of hiring managers. The Philadelphia Phillies will be announcing the hiring of former Yankees World Series winning manager Joe Girardi. Girardi also managed the Miami Marlins for a year. Ironically, the World Series that Girardi won with the Yankees was over the Phillies. Secondly, it's the Texas Rangers former Major League Player Development Field Coordinator Jace Tingler, the 38-year-old, has been hired as the next manager of the San Diego Padres. He's currently in the Dominican Winter League. Dan Schwartzman, NBC Sports Radio. Welcome to the following presentation from Richmond Sports Properties. And thanks for listening to Spider Athletics on 99.5 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. Your exclusive radio home for Richmond Spiders football. It's lunchtime at Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, 8205 West Broad Street. And it's time for Spider Talk with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman. Today's show is brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, Food Lion, and Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Spider Talk is on the air. Join in online by text at 804-638-9508. By email, spidertalk at richmond.edu or on Twitter using at Spider Voice, at ESPN Richmond or at Spider Football. Mancuso faked a jet sweep, pops out of the pile to the left and he's down the left sideline all the way to the Yale 40 where he's finally chased down from behind by Melvin Rouse. But Yale didn't know who had the football after the jet sweep was faked to Fuller. And that's the final play of the first quarter as Mancuso races down the left sideline all the way to the Yale 30-yard line. We've talked about how good Joe can be with those ball fakes, whether it's the running game or the passing game. And right there, did it to perfection and huge gain for the Spiders and sets them up uh, deep in Yale territory once again. Now let's go live to Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, with Coach Hughes. This is Spider Talk on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. Joe Mancuso's 55-yard run leading off our Spider Talk program from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue today. Joe on his way to a career-high 117 yards rushing in Saturday's game against Yale. He also threw three touchdown passes. With that as a backdrop, we welcome you to the program. Bob Black with Spider head coach Russ Huseman, our special player guest coming up in the middle segments, wide receiver Justin Jasper and linebacker slash defensive back Niall Harris, a couple of redshirt freshmen, joined us on the program today, and we're glad to have you with us. Those of you here at Buzz and Ned's on West Broad Street, appreciate you being with us, and those of you listening on the radio and online, we hope you'll join in as well. You heard the ways to do that just a moment ago. Again, the text number 638-9508 to shoot us a text or an email, spidertalk at richmond.edu. Russ, good afternoon. How are you? Uh, doing good. Good to hear that. 
Uh, nobody in this room liked the outcome that we had uh, Saturday, but let's talk a little bit about the Yale game and then move forward and get back to CAA action this week and preview the Delaware game as well. We've talked about it a lot already this week. We'll continue talking about it. I heard it amongst the fans who are already here today. They were picking out different plays in that game Saturday and everybody saying, oh, if we just made that play or that play or that play, the outcome would have been different. And I know you've kind of done the same thing. How have you kind of managed that and handled that with your football team to make sure that they clearly understand how important every play is in a football game. Yeah, I mean, there's normally four, five, six plays during the course of a game in a tight game that make a difference whether you win or lose. You know, we had opportunities. And and the one thing is, I I think, where we we had opportunities to put the game away. Not only – you know, not only to just, all right, we make a play and, and, and survive. Or, but, I mean, there were situations in that game where we could have just put it away, done deal, uh, pack it up, go home. Uh, quite a few of them uh, during the course of the game. Uh, with that being said, our guys played good. I mean, they played hard. Um, uh, they're bought in. They want to win. They want to do well. Uh, so I think they put it behind them and, and, and are moving forward and, and, and are excited to play Delaware this week. So, you know, you can't – it's just the same thing. I mean, we beat Maine, and Maine says if we just would have made a field goal or, you know, we got it down there and we throw the pick. or Same way with Albany. You know, they miss an extra point in a field goal, and they're probably sitting there saying, oh, if we would have just did this. So that happens every week in college probably – to 75% of the games in the country. And, uh, you know, it got us on the wrong end. We were on the right end for two games and, and, and got us on the wrong end this one. I think Brandon Feemster at the weekly press conference yesterday used the phrase, we have to have short-term memory loss. Have you seen that from your guys this week in practice? Because obviously there were guys who could have caught passes, could have had interceptions, could have made a field goal, not had a pen- whatever it happened to be to make sure that's not still lingering in their in their minds. Yeah, I think you could say there's not one play that lost the game. I mean, you, you could say it that way. There's not a play. There's nothing that occurred where you can just sit there and say, oh, man, we lost the game because of. I think when you're starting to say, you know you played pretty well when you say, you know, there were five or six, seven things that, that, that we could have won the game if we just get one of them. <clears throat> so anything that happened in that game, you know, was not the reason we lost the game. Um, you know, it, it was it was a tough one. But but you're right. I think the guys put it behind them pretty quickly. Uh, like I said, a Sunday meeting was, was good. Sunday We went out Sunday night and, and was good. They're focused. They walked through the day, focused. So – you know, our guys will be excited and ready to play, and, and um, we know we're playing for a lot. Let me pick out one play because I heard several people talking about it when I came in here to Buzz and Ned's uh, half hour, 45 minutes ago, and then we'll put it behind us and we'll move on as well. And that was the onside kick. Uh, and I think we all agree it was a great kick and a great recovery by Yale. But if you wouldn't mind being a coach right here, particularly for our audience in here because I heard them discussing it a lot, as the receiving team, when you know the onside kick is coming, what were you trying to have happen on that play that didn't? Well, we want the – you know, obviously we want the ball to bounce to Charlie, which it was heading towards Charlie. Charlie's pretty close, and the dude just – I mean, he timed it perfectly from – he barely was on sides, barely got across the line to make the play. Now, it was it – was, he couldn't do that again uh, in, in 100 times. The kick was fantastic. It was right there. The, the biggest mistake in the whole thing, because Keiston did it right. I mean, somebody I heard somebody say, well, you know, Keiston kind of went. It, he, he made the right decision. That ball was hot. He, he couldn't have got it. And uh, the worst decision was me not calling the timeout. Uh, and, and I told our team on Sunday, you know, that was a mistake by me. Um, I thought, you know, I thought we were lined up good enough. Uh you know, it looked like something that we had expected. When a guy went in motion, uh, you know, I should have called the timeout immediately. Uh, you know, but I had hung on to one a time before, and it worked out, mm-hmm. and didn't call one a time before, and probably 
not probably. I, I should have called the timeout in this situation, and uh, and I didn't, and, and that's on me because I that I'm, I make those decisions, and and uh, you know I didn't get the timeout called. I I probably should have because we probably could have regrouped, you know, knowing that that was the guy that they were focused on. We probably could have got him blocked, and uh, uh, so you know that one. The, the onside kick is not on anybody on our hands team. It, it, you know, if it's on anybody, it's on me. All right, we're going to put all that behind us, as yep. we said, and we'll move on. Our special player guests have arrived. They'll be with us in the middle couple of segments as well. And, again, we'll have some interaction with our audience here and folks listening on the radio and online as well. Uh, the play-by-play highlight that we did use at the beginning, though, uh, Russ, was the 55-yard run by by Joe Mancuso. And you and I were talking about this earlier today. It just seems like in these last two games where he's been the starter and he's taken over that offense that he seems to have found some kind of comfort zone, some kind of command of that offense, both for himself, whether he's running or throwing, and with the other 10 guys in that huddle and lining up at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, Joe did a nice job. Uh, Played well. He played good enough for us to win that game. And offensively, we played good enough to win that game. You know, I even think defensively we played good enough to win it. But Joe played well. He, he's, he's in control of the offense. You know, the one interception he threw it was a great play. And we had a step. And if he had just maybe hung one more step and got it up in the air. But the dude, I mean, the, I mean when I saw that happen – you know, I, you know. Sometimes when you throw an interception and it's a bad interception, you, you know, you get upset. But as soon as I saw the pick, I said, "What a great play by their guy!" I mean, no question. He he undercut it, uh, made a diving interception. Other than that, I think Joe. You know, he may, may have missed a couple reads, and we missed the one open throw yeah, uh, for a touchdown. Yeah. But I thought Joe did a nice job, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we'll go with him moving forward. Uh, running game seemed better. Not only Joe running for a career high 117, but Aaron Dykes with a career high 77 yards rushing. Yeah, I thought Aaron played really, really well. Um, ran the ball hard, made some people miss. Um, and, and again, we got to continue to run the football, and we got to have that balance. And, and I think we were really balanced between the run and the pass. Uh, we still got to throw the football, no question about that. I think Joe can do those things. And uh, he got a tremendous arm. Uh, so, you know, we got to keep that balance and continue that, you know, keep, keep continuing to run the football. And then how about defensively, Russ? And then we'll take a break and we'll get uh, Niall and Justin up here. Again, four more quarterback sacks, uh, another 10 tackles for loss. I know there were a couple plays the defense would certainly like back, a couple interception opportunities, the fourth and 12 late in the game certainly. But it does seem like this defense continues to play a pretty good football. Yeah, actually, we played really well, other yeah. than probably, you know, the one drive, the first score they had, they, they got a run on us. We missed a bunch of tackles, poor angles. We actually, it was a one-yard line, and we stuffed them, stuffed them. <clears throat> you know, they had to throw an RPO to get that thing in the end zone on that one. <clears throat> so, you know, and, and then the rest, of, I mean, the rest of the game, we played really well. Uh, we had some, some other opportunities to get a stop. But, uh, you know, our guys are, uh, you know, if you take – Let's just say we get a first down down there at 27-14. We run the clock out. You know, it's 27-14. They probably have, you know, 240 yards total offense where they ended up with 316 um, at the end there. But, but again, I mean, I, they, they converted a fourth down. And, and again, that's I'm taking responsibility for that one. Uh, I think I said this. I can't remember if I, I told our team this. But uh, – Defensive coordinator Adam Brathwaite asked me, you know, do you want to go nickel? We probably should have been in nickel. Um, and uh, and I said, no. I said, let's rush him with four. Uh, so, you know, anybody that's mad at Adam uh, on a fourth and 12, don't be mad at him. Be mad at me. I, you know, again, I make those decisions. And, and uh, you know, I just thought we were rushing the passer so well. I thought we could get to him. Matter of fact, I was, on the first fourth and 12, I was standing next to Joe Mancuso and, and was as calm as can be. And, and, and I looked at Joe. I said, this is going to be a sack, Joe, to end the game. And, uh, you know, the kid made a nice throw and catch in a seam where, uh, you know, it was, it was a tough spot to put it in. And, uh, but I, I truly, I, I mean, I thought, I thought we're sacking him. This one's over. Hmm. And, uh, you know, he got it, got it off, made a, a great throw, great catch. And uh, so, again, I, you know, that you just – those games, 
you know, if you could take back one thing during the course of a game, you know, then then you win. And but you can't, and that's that's where we are. And uh, so, uh, you know, our our team, our players played well, and uh, we just got to keep doing that and have confidence. Short-term memory loss for the head coach, too, Russ. Ha, Remember that. Yeah. Time, time to move on. Time yeah, to move forward. I have. I have. I right. really have. Very good. We'll stop asking you about it. All right. We'll take a break, and we'll start asking questions of our two special player guests, our redshirt freshman, uh, Justin Jasper, and Niall Harris will join us after the break. Thank you for being here and tuning in to Spider Talk with head coach Russ Huseman, an hour of college and spider football talk and lunch here at Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue on West Broad Street and live on 99.5 and 1027 FM, 950 AM ESPN, your home of the Spiders, the Spider Sports Network. Luck Chevrolet has been the Chevy truck expert since 1916, and they've got something for everyone. There's economical SUVs like Trax and Equinox, people haulers like Traverse, Tahoe, and Suburban, and pickups like the midsize Colorado to the one-ton Silverado. Let Luck find the right fit for your job or lifestyle. Call them at 804-798-9261. Shop online at LuckChevrolet.com or stop by their convenient lot on U.S. Route 1 in Ashland and buy your next truck from Luck. Luck Chevrolet since 1916. Buzz and Dan's Real Barbecue is the official barbecue of the University of Richmond Spiders. Come enjoy our real 100% wood-cooked barbecue while you cheer on the home team. Buzz and Dan's Real Barbecue uses recipes handed down for over 150 years and is now available inside Robin Stadium. Can't make it to the game? Visit us on North Boulevard in The Fan or on Thursdays at noon at West Broad and Old Parham in the West End for the Spider Talk Radio Show with Coach Russ Huseman. For more information, visit us at buzzandneds.com. Buzz and Neds and the Richmond Spiders, a winning combination. Prepare for nasty NFC action. Hey, I'm going to get it going right here now. Let's go. Washington's revamped Redskins storm into U.S. Bank Stadium to take on Kirk Cousins and his powerful Purple Vikings. Go, boys. Get it out there and score. It's Thursday Night Football. Dominate every play. A conference clash in primetime. Get the action live from Minneapolis on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Brought to you by Herman Allen Plumbing and Heating, Patient First, Stone's Office Equipment, and Bon Air Shell. No matter what the size of your lawn is or how you like to maintain it, Arthur's Electric Service at 8910 Brook Road in Glen Allen has the Toro Mower to match it. Arthur's knows how to treat you right with a full selection of Toro mowers, knowledgeable personnel, competitive prices, excellent service, and financing available to qualified buyers. Arthur's and Toro, a tradition that has gone on for generations. Drop by Arthur's and see Toro's new mowers firsthand. Call them at 264-2513. That's 264-2513. Or go to arthurselectric.com. This is Dan Levitard. Catch me and Stugatz every weekday from 10 to 1. Now on your FM dial at 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. The timeout's over. Now more Spider Talk with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman. Live from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue on 99.5 and 1027 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. Mancuso shovels it to him, tries the right side, gets a great block and has some running room down the sideline. Big gainer for Aaron Dykes, the redshirt freshman picks up about 30 yards on second down and six all the way down to the Yale 35 yard line. We just talked about getting him in space and here's the difference right here between good and great great backs can make one miss you get an opportunity you get in space can you make one miss Russ Huseman talks about that all the time here he gets a one-on-one opportunity no you're not going to get me and he's up to the sidelines. And he got some great blocking on the perimeter credit him with a 31 yard gain to the Yale 35 yard line. Aaron Dykes finishing with 77 yards, a career high on 12 carries Saturday in that game against Yale. Must be the red shirt freshman theme on the Spider Talk show today, at least for the next couple of segments. Obviously, Aaron Dykes with that run that you just heard, red shirt freshman, and our two guests today are both red shirt freshman, wide receiver Justin Jasper to my left, Niall Harris, defensive back, linebacker, hybrid guy uh, to my right. So a couple more first-timers and redshirt freshmen with us on the show. Fellas, thanks so much for uh, spending a little bit of time with us today. Niall, I'm going to start um, with you because we were talking during the break. Uh, we were all anticipating to seeing you come out with the defense on the first defensive play of the game. You're also on special teams, and all of a sudden you're not out there because you were in on the tackle on the kickoff, and you lost your helmet, didn't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, we just ran down the field and um, I try to get back fall back inside on the tackle 
And in the process, my helmet came off, so I had to come out come off the field and to the sideline. But then I got back in the next play. Yeah, what kind of ran through your mind there? Because obviously you were anticipating to start, and more importantly, I guess it was Tyreek Funderburk who had yes, to be ready to come into the game, didn't he? Yes, sir. Um, I mean, I knew when my helmet came off, I had to come off the field, but um, Tyreek was right there, ready to go in. So he got in, and then he actually made the tackle, which was big. Russ, you guys practice that at points, don't you, to make sure guys are ready in that rare moment when a helmet comes flying off like that. Not, and you don't have time, like an injury, to make a substitution. Well, you really do. I mean, it's not. I don't think we really uh, – um, we, we, we haven't practiced that. I mean, it's just – they just know when their helmet comes off, they're coming off the field, and, and we see it and send the next guy in quickly. It's just a substitution issue, but not, not that big a deal. Niall, what do we call you in the spider defense these days? Defensive back, linebacker, um, describe your role a little bit for us and what we should be calling you on the, on the radio and TV. Um, so, so far we've been playing a lot of uh, five, DP, 5 DB packages. So um, I'm playing the nickel package where I'm inside um, in the box. But um, I'm also covering guys down the field. So, um, yeah, just, we just call that position nickel or dime. Yes, sir. Had you had some experience doing a little bit of both in that regard? Um, well, in high school, um, I was a safety and also played in the box a little bit, coming down and making tackles. So um, when I came here, uh, they told a, they told me that they wanted me to play in the box, play a dime, that, that dime position, so it wasn't too hard of a transition. How's he done with it, Russ? How challenging <laughs> is that position that he's playing right now as a redshirt freshman? He's doing a nice job, and uh, the thing about Niall is he's, he's, he's not scared. So he'll go stick his head in there, and that's what we've liked about him is the fact that uh, he'll stick his face in there, he'll get him on the ground, he tackles well. He's got good cover skills, um, and, uh, you know, he's kind of been a safety a little bit. And uh, when we were in the three-linebacker system in the deal before we had a, a rash of injuries there um, – you know, he was playing strong safety. And uh, so, you, you know, when you got a guy that can do a lot of different things, it's important, and, and he can. So, uh, great piece to the puzzle. On the offensive side, the piece of the puzzle, Justin Jasper. Uh, uh, Niles from Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, Justin's a local guy. We'll get into a little bit of that as we move along with our conversation. Congrats on that first touchdown Thank reception. You. I think we'll probably hear that before you leave here uh, this afternoon. But tell us a little bit about it and, and how exciting that was for you. Uh, it was very exciting. It was, uh, it was crazy because, you know, I've, I've lived here my whole life and I've uh... – I've been around the program my whole life, and then they'll actually like catch the ball and run into the end zone, which I haven't done in a while. I got hurt in high school my last year, so that was my first touchdown in a while, and just being there with my, my family, my friends, my teammates, it was a crazy experience. When I caught the ball, I was like, it, it was really quiet. I, I didn't really – I caught it, I turned around, and I was like, I don't really – I should probably run towards the end zone, but I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. But uh, it, was, it was a really cool experience. All the guys were really happy. We celebrated. It was cool. Um, I think it was probably just quiet in your mind. Yeah, I think the probably. crowd was starting to roar. <laughs> it's one of those moments where the game slows down and you yeah. think it's in slow motion and the audio stops. You can make a movie out of that, mm -hmm. it, it kind of sounds like. Um, was that play designed for you? I mean, when it was called, did you figure the ball was coming your way? So based on the look we knew we were going to get, I'm not the primary read on that route, but uh, we knew the backer was going to come down, and uh, my job was to stutter the backer to block him. So uh, – to get Isaac open, but he went out for Isaac, so I popped open on the inside, and uh, the rest is history, yeah. Hey, speaking of not being the, the primary guy uh, on that play or in general, we had this conversation just last week with Isaac Brown as well about playing right now behind a couple of veteran guys yeah. who are leading the team in, in receptions in Charlie Fessler and Keiston Fuller. Um, what's that like? What are you trying to kind of glean from that, knowing that basically you and Isaac are going to be Charlie and Keiston <laughs> moving forward? Yeah, well, those two guys definitely have helped both of us out, like learning <laughs> how to play receiver in a more mature way, and like they have a lot of experience. But uh, it's just a great experience knowing that uh, there are two guys in front of us that are willing to help us move forward and uh, – we're just ready to help the team any way we can right now and in the future. So every day I go out there ready to work like I am, Charlie or Keiston, and uh, that helps us all get better as a group. 
you mentioned injury in high school, and then you play, I guess, the four games that you were allowed to play sparingly yeah. last year, and now you're getting certainly more snaps. What's that kind of like for you? What appreciation maybe do you have for what you're doing because you weren't doing it much the last couple of years? It's really, it's, it's a dream come true, honestly, for all of us, I think it really is because we've been working a whole life to play college football. But, I mean, to have that taken away from me my senior year and then uh, – Last year was really the first uh, experience I've had not playing because of not because of injury, just because of the way the team is set up. I'm really grateful for the opportunity I have now, and I'm trying to really make the most of it. I think we all are, and make this season what we know it's meant to be. Russ, a lot of times when we have these guys up here, I ask you to talk about the recruitment process, and in many cases, you talk about trips you've got to make and miles you've got to go, and information you've got to give guys who've never heard about Richmond before. Tell us about the Just, Justin Jasper recruitment, where he you literally could walk and go see him play, and he obviously knew a lot about the Richmond Spiders. Yeah, obviously Justin uh, was a high-priority guy for us. Uh, tremendous athlete in high school. Uh, I think his athletic ability and his ability to play college football, uh, you know, there was no question about that. A local guy, uh, keeping him home was huge for us. Um, you know, both his parents went to William & Mary, but we did not hold that against him. We still decided to take him. Uh, I actually was coaching when his dad was there at William & Mary, yeah. Uh, so, um, but got a lot of ability, a lot of talent. Just like any young receiver, obviously he knows he's got to develop. He's got to, he's got to bring more sense of urgency all the time. Uh, but between him and Isaac are both going to be tremendous players at this place. So was there any influence or pressure on you to go to William & Mary as opposed to Richmond? Honestly, not really. My parents let it be my decision, which I really appreciate. And uh, they just let me go where my heart took me, and that ended up being Richmond. So I'm really happy about it. Did William & Mary recruit you? They did. They did, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they tried to pull on the old, uh, the old history, but it didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> A fresh outlook on college yeah. football. Uh, how was the like dinner table after the William and Mary game last year? Oh, they're, you're one and zero right now. So they're let's keep uh, that they're big spider fans. So yeah. <laughs> they don't wear they don't wear like a William and Mary T-shirt they under don't. their spider stuff, do they? <laughs> let's make sure they don't do that. How about the Niall Harris recruitment? And we're going to get into some of the other interests that Niall has as we move along. And there's a great story that Channel Six did on his uh, off the field interests, and we're going to pick up on that in a moment. But how about the recruitment? On Niall from uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. Well, I, 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 I actually, I, I don't know. I didn't make a home visit with you, but I did go to your school. Yeah, you I made a home visit. Oh, no, no, you came and to my school. Came yeah, to school yeah, and, yeah. and spent some time with him there. Um, again, we, uh, we liked Niall a lot. We thought he brought a lot to the table, uh, toughness. Uh, we thought he was an excellent defensive back. Um, uh, you know, he, he just uh, – he was what we were looking for, uh, and, he, and he's been really good. Uh, just, I mean, a, a great person, just like Justin, great person. And, um, you know, when you get to be around good people, uh, you know, it makes a big difference. Now, I think your sister's probably a better athlete than you, right? Oh, <laughs> wow. My sister is a great athlete. Yeah, yeah sister, if I remember correctly, what, tennis player? She's a great tennis player. Yeah, she was, huh. yeah, I remember it. She was like a prodigy back here, and. And uh, we got stuck with Niall when we could have had his sister here in the tennis program. Do we have tennis here? We do. We, do. we have very oh, good. Is she coming to school here? Tennis. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what, what happens. What grade she in? Uh, she's a sophomore in high school right now. So yeah. we'll see oh, how so Co goes. Coach Westlink is probably recruiting her already, but we can't talk about things like that. So, But we'll keep an eye out for that. That would be kind of cool. Um, let me go one route here, and then we'll take a break. And I do want to talk about some of your other interests, and I want to talk about how good your high school team is doing right now, Justin, as well. But what did it mean to you guys to get a taste of college football last year? You know, that new rule comes into effect. You don't burn the red shirt year. Uh, Niall, I think you played in, in four games, and Justin, I think you played in three maybe last year. How that helped you for what you're doing now this year, Niall? Um, definitely helps a lot. Like, I, I believe that was like – probably the greatest rule that the NCAA came up with. Um, cause I remember my first game was against James Madison at home. And that first play I got out there, I was on punt return, playing corner. And then the play was over just like that. So just having that, those four games to adjust to the speed of college football really helped me down the road. 
Justin, how about for you on a couple fronts? Because, as you said, you hadn't played at all your senior year just to get back in it at game speed and then also just what it meant to, to get the, the taste out of the way of having been in a college football game. Yeah, there's nothing that can replace a uh, college football experience. So getting those four games was uh, really valuable and uh, adjusting to the speed of the game and everything like that and just being comfortable with the offense and everything because you know you get those four games, so it's even more motivation to prepare, like prepare like you're going to play every week because that's what you should do in the first place anyways. Russ, again, we've talked about this a lot, but that rule is a rule that seems to be unanimously approved by both players and coaches, and obviously you're still using that rule now. Yeah, I, I like the rule a lot. I like the fact that we got to play him three, got to play him four, um, and, you know, and, and it kind of helps coming into this year. Where I don't like the rule anymore are these guys that play as true freshmen and in their, four, in their fourth year they say after the fourth game, cut it off, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redshirt and go elsewhere. That's what's bothering me about the rule. And I don't think they actually even thought about it. I thought they thought about Justin and Niall and some of these other guys. When they pass the rule, give him a chance to play. Give him a chance to play. And, and, and to make their experience really good. Because when you, when you redshirt as a freshman and you're on the scout team and you don't have an opportunity, you know, it makes it a tough first year for these guys. And I think, I think they adjusted really well, um, you know, with it and, and kind of helped. But, you know, now, that what, now what's happening at the, at the tail end of, of, uh, of college careers where guys are just packing it in and saying, I'm going to play four and then stop playing, I, to me – is not what the intent of the rule was. Um, and, I, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they tweaked this thing again at some point in time. But, you know, people are taking advantage of the rule. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's what's happening right now. Unintended consequences yeah. of what seems to be a pretty good rule and is working well right now. Certainly for us it is, certainly for the Spiders. And these are two shining examples of that. We'll talk more with Niall Harris and Justin Jasper when we come back in just a moment. Halfway through a Spider Talk with Russ Huseman from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, West Broad location, and live on the Spiders Sports Network. At the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, our students are driven by change. They arrive with a variety of professional and educational experiences, the determination to do more, and an unbelievable ambition to succeed. Through undergraduate and graduate degree programs, professional certificates, boot camps, and professional training and development programs, our students gain the tools and knowledge to better themselves and the organizations they serve. Learn more about how we help adult students drive change at spcs.richmond.edu. Make a big play with huge savings from Food Lion this tailgate season. Score fan favorites for your pregame party like chips and dip, fresh cut fruits and veggies, ice cold drinks, and savory snacks. Plus, you'll find all your grilling essentials so you can cheer on your favorite team, all at affordable prices. Our low prices make it easy to put together a game-winning spread for tailgating with friends and family. Food Lion has everything you need to kick off your pre-game party. This is our home. That's our Food Lion. It's back to CAA play for Richmond football this Saturday at Rival Delaware. Both teams 2-1 and one in league action. Hi, this is Bob Black. Join Chris Anderson, Matt Smith, and me. Our coverage kicks off at 12.30 Saturday on the home of the Spiders. 99.5 FM, 9.50 AM, ESPN. University of Richmond football is brought to you in part by Arthur's Electric and Virginia Green. Your exclusive spot on the dial for University of Richmond football. 99.5 FM and 9.50 AM, ESPN. This is Mike Golick. Hey, it's Trey Wingo. Join me and Mike every weekday morning starting at 6 for Golick and Wingo on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Let's get back to Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue for more Spider Talk. Once again, here's Bob Black with Coach Russ Huseman, live on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. Here comes the Spider Rush, and down goes Rawlings, Colby Turner, the conductor. With the tackle in the backfield for the quarterback, Zach. The conductor, I love it. Welcome back to Spider Talk with head football coach Russ Huseman, Bob Black with you, and our special guest today, Niall Harris. 
and Justin Jasper. We're live at Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. We're at the West Broad Street location. The original is down on Arthur Ashe Boulevard. And don't forget, Buzz and Ned's is the official barbecue of the Richmond Spiders. And you can get Buzz and Ned's Tasty Barbecue at Robin Stadium. When you come to the games there, it's for sale at the stadium and will be at the arena as well at Robin Center when the basketball season begins. So be looking for Buzz and Ned's at Robin Stadium and at Robin Center as well. All right, fellas, before we get into a little bit of off-the-field stuff with both of you guys, uh, where are you guys at this week? We talked with Coach Usman about it. That's a tough pill. That's a tough loss to swallow from last week. We've used a lot of different terms to describe it and moving forward. Uh, Niall, how do you kind of handle a game like that, and how do you kind of zero back in to prepare this week for what's a huge CAA game against Delaware? Uh, see, the big thing about football is that you always have to have a short memory because you're always going to make mistakes. Some things won't go your way. You always face adversity. So the biggest thing coming back into this week was having a short memory and focusing just on Delaware and what their game plan is and being perfect on our assignments and alignments and everything like that. How do you guys try and do that? Is that something you're talking about with your teammates as you're, you know, walking across campus or in the D hall or in the locker room or, or how do you try and, you know, come back together and rally the troops? Well, I think our captains do a really good job of bringing us back together. Like Daniel Jones, defensive captain, Maurice Jackson, defensive captain. I think they've done a great job of bringing our defense back together. Cause like that was definitely a heartbreaking loss. Um, but coming into this, this week, um, we just had to focus on Delaware, um, have great energy at practice, knowing where you're to be, where you need to be and everything. I think that's how we, how well we've done. Uh, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the prep been like strategically for Delaware? They, I think they had two running backs last week that were both over 100 yards. So they're running the ball, and there might be a little bit of question of, of who the quarterback's going to be. What's, what, are the, uh, what are the bullet points that you're seeing in preparing for Delaware this Saturday? Oh, well, Delaware – I think it's going to be a really physical game. Mm-hmm. They run a lot of 13, 14 personnel type, uh, bigger personnel type things on offense. So um, just being perfect inside the box and as well as on the back end, covering our guys up, I think that's that's our game plan going in. Justin, how about from the offensive standpoint? Let's start uh, with last week because, as Coach Usman said, certainly on offense did enough to win the football game, to put you know 27 points on the board, enough to win the football game. How do you kind of get past that and move on? What, what's it been like amongst the offensive guys? Yeah, it's always uh, tough after a loss like that. But, I mean, uh, you have to have a short-term memory. And uh, I think a big thing coaches talked about this week is we have to believe. We have to believe that we're going to win. And I think that's something the locker room has really worked on. And I think that's why we've seen a big uptick in the way we've been playing. It's because we believe in the guy next to us and we believe we're going to win. And I think uh, – Going forward, that's just what we're all working on as a team is preparing like this next game is the most important game because it is the most important game because it's the next game we're playing and to just keep moving game by game and keep believing that we can do what we know we're meant to do in the season. How hard is that? How's that mental approach handled amongst you guys? Niall mentioned the two uh, defensive captains. You've got Sam Setapani on the offensive side and, and other older voices kind of taking the lead there. How's that working? Yeah, we've got, we've got Sam or Bob, and then there's oh, Keiston. Oh, yeah, Bob, that's right. Yeah, Keiston and Charlie, uh, everybody, even Zay, even though he's not, he's not on the field, everybody's leading through example because they know that uh, – They've been there before. We have a lot of young guys. We haven't really been in this position as much, but they're really uh, keeping us focused, keeping us ready to work because they know it can get discouraging, but if you get discouraged, there's, there's no chance in doing what we want to do. Russ, it sounds like everything you talked about with us at the start of the show is sinking in with these guys and how you've kind of handled that. And, and hey, it's CAA football the rest of the way here, the rest of the season. That should get them pretty excited. And a game of two-and-one teams coming up Saturday in Delaware. And obviously there's great history between these two teams. No matter who the coaches are, there's just been great history and rivalry between these two teams. And, and it's not going to happen for at least the next couple of years. This is actually the last shot at it because Delaware is out of the rotation with Richmond starting next year. So one more shot at the Hens. Saturday. Yeah, obviously, the game's important because of where we are in the standings in Delaware, same way. Uh, but the Delaware rivalry is a great rivalry. I mean, I, I bet people in here can't stand Delaware, and and, uh, and, and really, it's been a great rivalry. I, even when I was at William & Mary, you know, the rivalry with Delaware. So, you know, I, I've, I've had the opportunity to coach against Delaware probably, you know, 18, 20 times yeah. now, and uh, – 
you know, I don't like them any more today than I did back then. <laughs> Got a lot of respect for the program, though. What what great tradition. I, I think they're doing a, a tremendous job. But, uh, and, you know, and whether they, you know, feel the same way about Richmond or not, I don't know. But it, it's a great rivalry. I mean, uh, you know, it's one of our one of our bigger rivalries. And uh, it, it's a huge game, obviously, just because of where everybody is in the conference. I actually think a lot of schools in the CA give them that kind of respect. And because of that, it is one of their big rivalry games, whether it's a Richmond or a William & Mary or a JMU or a Villanova that Delaware is one of those. You know, for years, the CAA championship went through Newark, Delaware. Oh, now yeah. they've had some rougher times lately. Um, but I agree with you. I think it's one of the better rivalry games on a lot of teams' schedule. So. Yeah, I mean, when people hate you, that means you're pretty good. <laughs> no, when they, they, when they all like you, you know, if, you, if, if it's a team that they all like <laughs> – you know, there's no rivalry there, yep. you know, but when they hate you, that means you're playing pretty good. And, uh, and, and Delaware's been good for a long time. And, and again, I think it's, it's a great game, great matchup, uh, this week and, and a, just a big game. I mean, it's, it's big for both teams. Let's go off the field in our final moments with Justin Jasper and Niall Harris. Uh, Niall, there was a great story that one of our local TV stations did, Channel 6, CBS 6, Lane Casadante, Sean Roberts, and the folks over there on your off-field music interest. We had Kobe Turner in here not too long ago talking about his off-field music interest, and he referenced you. Give us a little bit of background about your love of music and playing the cello and being in the university orchestra. Um, well... It's been a while, like, since I've been playing music. Um, I started when I was eight years old. Uh, I started playing piano at that time. And then once I got a little bit older, once I got to middle school is when I started playing the cello. Um, and along the way, I picked up a few other instruments, like bass guitar, upright bass, things like that. So I've always loved music. Um, I just feel like once I, whenever I play music, I can just take myself away from, like, reality, you know, just relax and just have fun with it you know is the cello kind of your go-to instrument now yeah right now it is um i also play the piano a lot in my free time but cello is like my main instrument right now i'm in the university orchestra here um and i just enjoy playing in that setting with the orchestra and everything What's the time commitment there, and how are you managing that between football and music? Kobe talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit, about how there have been, there've been days where he's run from one place to the other, from football to music. Um, definitely last year, since um, we had our practices um, in the evening, I'll have rehearsal at night as well. So it was definitely a huge con- time commitment coming from practice and going to rehearsal and then having to do my homework afterwards but I feel like this year a big burden has been lifted on my shoulders since we've been practicing in the morning and I have more time to do my homework and practice my cello and everything and we're talking primarily classical music here aren't we yes sir yes sir how much of an interest where did that interest kind of come from for you I honestly don't know (laughs) um yeah just when I started playing piano that's what I started playing classical music um, my piano teacher, she was a classical teacher, um, and she had one, I remember one rehearsal, she asked me what kind of music do I like to play. I said, um, I would like to play, I would like to learn how to play jazz, um, so, and that's what got me interested in the jazz music as well. I referenced the story that Channel 6 did a couple of times, and, and Russ had a great finishing line there where you said, yeah, I'm impressed that he plays classical music, but if he was a country music artist, I'd go see him a lot more. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Can you play country? <laughs> I can, I can see what I can do. All right. Get the country song <laughs> going. Then you'll be in the front row at his next concert. Is that right? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. I'll, come, I'll come watch you. All right. But it was really terrific. You get a chance. Check out the piece on, on Niall on that. And before I turn to Justin real, real quick, you had a great summer of, of travel. You had an opportunity with several other student athletes, right, to go to Cuba. Tell us about that experience, what you thought going in, and what you came out of that country with. Well, I've always wanted to travel abroad because – um, growing up, I was a Spanish immersion student. I was immersed in Spanish. Um, and I've always wanted to travel abroad to use my Spanish, you know, because here I don't really get to use it that much. So Miss um, Courtney, who works in the athletic department, she asked me if I wanted to go to Cuba with her and some other athletes. And I just had to jump on, jump on that opportunity. Um, and it was a great experience just seeing a different culture, um, traveling, seeing a beautiful land, honestly, um, and just having that experience where I could use my Spanish, um, get around pretty well, 
um, and meet new people. I just love that experience so much. Is there an everlasting memory or vision from that trip that, that, that sticks with you? Um, it's, just, it's like how you see it in the movies. Uh, a lot of classic cars. Um, the environment is pretty laid back. Nobody's in a rush for anything. Um, and I think that stuck with me because, like, here in the U.S., like, we're always rushing to get somewhere, you know. <laughs> like, when we uh, ate dinner down there, it would take, like, an hour for our food to come out. But that's just how they live, you know. <laughs> they just don't have any worries in the world, hmm. you know. Fascinating. Really fascinating. Justin, one of the things that, that Niall said about his music was his music allows himself to kind of get away from whatever that might be, academics or football. What's, what's in Justin Jasper's off-field persona that helps you get away when you need to? Uh, definitely, I, I go to the arts too, but I'm more of a music listener. I'm not as musically talented <laughs> as Niall, but I also uh, I paint. I paint sometimes. I, I enjoy painting. I have a couple of paintings uh, hung up in my dorm right now, actually. But... uh that's what I'd like to do in my free time. Don't get to do it as often as I would like to. But uh, it's one of the things that I uh, do in private. I really enjoy it. Where'd you pick up the painting? Uh, in high school, actually. So my sister was a really talented artist, more talented than I. But uh, Kind of like Niall's sister was <laughs> more athletically. I, I got it. Yeah, yeah. but... Uh, you guys are very modest. We appreciate it. I took that. an elective ninth grade, and I ended up taking an art class every year. And uh, in the spring of my senior year, I did a month of like print uh painting and printmaking which was really enjoyable experience i got to work in like a real art studio so it was was really cool um what are the paintings that you have right now what where where where's your eyes take you uh i have a i have a richmond spider nice uh i have a silhouette of my sister actually my sister has this huge mane of hair so it makes her silhouette really interesting but um and then I have a couple of doodles, things like that. I, don't, I haven't started to work on anything big lately. I have a self-portrait at my house, a monochromatic one. I, I like to think it's cool. My mom likes it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, I'm hoping to start working on something soon, though. Awesome. All right, let me finish up and get back on the field. Before I get back on our field, you're a proud St. Chris guy, and I you're am. feeling really good about the way they're going right now. They're, they're yes, what? Sir. They're like 7-1, and one, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They're first in the state in uh, the VSAA, which is uh, – the best they've done since I played there, and uh, I really—it's really cool seeing them do well. Especially uh, the coach is the guy who got me playing receiver and football in high school again. Honestly, so uh, it really means a lot. Those guys are like my brothers. St. Chris is a great place, so it's great to see them do what I wish I could have done. Honestly, but uh, it's really cool. All right, what do you wish that you want to do here for the second half of this season, both individually and also for this team? Oh well, goal number one is win every game because. That, that is the goal, to win every game, go as far as we can, and do what we know this team is capable of. Personally, I would just like to help the team any way I can, whether that's blocking, whether that's special teams, so that's another touchdown. It doesn't matter to me. I just want to see us succeed. Niall, same thought. Uh, goals, the remainder of this redshirts freshman season for you and for the, the defense and the team. Sir, same exact goals. Um, just went out, won the rest of our games, won the conference, and get to the playoffs because we haven't been to the playoffs in a while and it's long overdue so we need to get there and come back and visit us at buzzing then yes sir we'll add that as a goal as well all right thanks fellas really appreciate it redshirt freshman niall harris and justin jasper our guests on spider talk thank you fellas go enjoy lunch appreciate you being with us we'll take a break we'll come back with our last segment some questions for coach usman and another preview of the delaware blue hens coming up one o'clock saturday afternoon in newark delaware our pregame show starts at 12 30 right here on the home of the spiders 99.5 fm 9:50 a.m espn and the spider sports network buzz and dan's real barbecue is the official barbecue of the university of richmond spiders come enjoy our real 100 percent wood cooked barbecue while you cheer on the home team buzz and dan's real barbecue uses recipes handed down for over 150 years and is now available inside robin stadium can't make it to the game visit us on north boulevard in the fan or on thursdays at noon at west broad and old Parham in the west end for the spider talk radio show with coach russ huseman for more information visit us at buzzandneds.com buzz and neds and the richmond spiders a winning combination you have to be up in five hours two hours six minutes and when you hear you realize that you haven't slept a wink 
That's why there's Z-Quil Pure Z's, a drug-free blend of botanicals with an optimal dose of melatonin so you can fall asleep naturally with no next-day grogginess. It's available in both liquid and gummies, tastes great, and is non-habit-forming. Pick up Z-Quil Pure Z's from the sleep experts at Vic Z-Quil. Z-Quil Pure Z's, naturally superior sleep, available at retailers near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, not for sale to minors. Website restricted to adults 21 and over. I've been smoking for a while. I tried vaping when it first came out. It just didn't work for me. But recently, I tried My Blue and it actually gave me the nicotine satisfaction I was looking for. My Blue is easy to use and it lasts all day. I even like having the different flavors and nicotine options. It's nice having a choice. I think other smokers will be surprised by My Blue. I certainly was. And right now, try My Blue for $1 at select retailers or myblue.com. This NASCAR update brought to you by Virginia Urology online at uro.com. Denny Hamlin with Sunday's winner at the Kansas Speedway, the third and final race in the round of 12 for the Monster Energy Cup Series playoffs. Now just eight drivers are left competing for the season's championship. After Brad Keselowski, William Byron, Alex Bowman, and Clint Boyer were eliminated, Kyle Busch has the points lead heading into the round of eight, which starts this Sunday back in the Commonwealth as NASCAR makes its final visit this season with racing Martinsville. This NASCAR update is brought to you by Virginia Urology. Virginia Urology offers clinical trials for the treatment of urology-related issues. By doing so, Virginia Urology doctors provide Central Virginians the opportunity to be involved in new treatments and procedures before they're routinely available. For more information on clinical trials, visit uro.com or call 201-9374. Act now as participants are currently being enrolled. Again, for more information on Virginia Urology clinical trials, please visit uro.com or call 201-9374. At the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, our students are driven by change. They arrive with a variety of professional and educational experiences, the determination to do more, and an unbelievable ambition to succeed. Through undergraduate and graduate degree programs, professional certificates, boot camps, and professional training and development programs, our students gain the tools and knowledge to better themselves and the organizations they serve. Learn more about how we help adult students drive change at spcs.richmond.edu. Covering our local teams with a local passion. We're dedicated to the most sports talk for true RVA sports fans. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. This is Spider Talk on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. Live from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, 8205 West Broad Street. Once again, here's Bob Black with Coach Russ Huseman. Final segment of Spider Talk from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue on West Broad Street, the official barbecue of the Richmond Spiders, available at Robbins Stadium and the Robbins Center as well. Uh, A couple of questions, additional questions from folks in the audience today, Russ. One, again, going back to um, what types of things you're trying to come up with on third down conversions to try and increase that success rate. Uh, Yale, actually one of those teams that has very good numbers both against uh, offenses on third down and also their being successful. Your defense did a pretty good job of shutting them down on third down. How about offensively and things that you might, without giving game plan away, obviously, try and try and emphasize to be a little bit better on third down conversions? I mean, obviously we work on third downs all the time. And, uh, you know, you're trying to scheme it up. Can we, you know, can we run it inside on third and short? Do we have to get it on the perimeter? Um, I, I think the big thing is if you can stay out of if you can stay out of third and longs, uh, obviously that's going to help you. But you know, we work on it, we practice it, game plan it, and you know, we just got it. We just got to execute it when the time comes. Other question that came was, "How's our kicker this week, Jake Larson?" And I think that's in the in the aspect, the angle of he'd been so good all year and so perfect, and kickers eventually are going to miss. And he, he did miss a couple. Uh, Forty four yards was relatively difficult, and a thirty eight yarder, and just. His mental approach bouncing back from from those two misses. He's fine. <laughs> you know, he's a tough kid. And, uh, you know, he's – I was sitting there talking to him today. We had to walk through and just – I was just kind of hanging out with him and talking to him. And, you know, I said, hey, what happened on the last kick? And, and he kind of explained it to me. And, um, you know, but he, he's doing a fantastic job. He, he's a – He's a great kid, loves the University of Richmond, and loves his time here. And, 
he'll bounce back and he'll get a he'll get a big kick for us. And that was another one of those plays that we put in that group. If one thing could have gone one way or the other, it would have had an impact on the outcome because there was a penalty right before that that yeah. last kick that made it a much more challenging kick than it would have been. Right? Yeah, I mean it was, and we had third and two, and instead it's second and nineteen. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, it makes it a – but he, he makes those kicks. Uh, you know, but I would rather had obviously, third and two because we would have went for it two times. We'd have gone for it on third down. If we didn't get it, we would have gone for it on fourth down. And, uh, you know, if we get it at that point in time, you know, we'd probably run the clock out right there. But uh, tough penalty. Uh, you know, it was – you know, it was one that, you know, is – you know, it was, it was on Clayton, but you feel for him because, you know, he – you know, they got that new cut rule mm-hmm. where it passed five yards and he was at eight yards in the middle of the line of scrimmage. And really he was kind of just hanging on, you know, and he I don't he didn't realize where he was. I think he was even shocked when the play when it was called on him. And, you know, and, and that's, you know, again, that, that was a tough one because. You know, it's a diff. It's not like he tackled the guy, got beat, tackled a guy, or jumped off sides, or you know, gets a personal foul, late hit. It was one where you know he was about. It just happened to get outside of that, you know, the the the, the five yard window, and you know he did his job, and you know the flag comes out, and you know they got us on that one, and uh, you know I, I know Clayton, you know was didn't feel great about it, but I, I mean I, he just try to play football and and to me that was you know that was a penalty that you, know, you don't look at the kid and say what are you doing man it was one of those flag- i mean it's one of those flags you go oh, how, how can that happen and not towards him but just in the grand scheme of things and you know clayton's been such a good player for us and and he's going to continue to be and again that that one we still should have survived, and 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 you know there's so, there was two or three things after that that oh, we sure. could we could ended the yeah. game too. So uh, you know that was uh, you know Clayton Clayton's doing good, and he's he's an excellent player for us. Hey, you've alluded a couple times to the fact that you guys had a walkthrough this morning. Uh, we've talked about moving practices to the morning. Niall talked about that and the advantages for the guys, but that's a little bit unusual. You do what most teams do on Friday, I think, at least they used to, was walk through on Friday. So now you're walking through on Thursday and having more of a regular practice on Friday. How come and how's that working out for you? Well, you know, it's, it's, there's been some teams. It kind of started with Chip Kelly. Um you know he's always been an outside the box thinker, and 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 I think and Justin. I don't know. I don't know if you ran track. I think you ran. Did you run track in high school? You didn't. But but like they say, track athletes can't take. You know, before a meet, can't take forty eight hours off. You know, and and they need to be. You know, they need to be moving. They need to be firing up their muscles. And you know, he kind of took that approach. Is you know, all of a sudden we practice on a Thursday, and, and next thing you know, you play Saturday at six o'clock, and you're not firing up a muscle. And and you know, I used to get so nervous back in the day. On we'd do walkthroughs, and I tell our guys, you got you got to get these guys moving around, throw ball drills, do something. And then and then kind of some other teams have kind of gone to it. Um, and I just kind of thought it made a lot of sense. Uh, and you know we'll see we'll see how it takes us. Uh, but uh, I, I've I've liked it. I've liked practicing in the morning. I like practicing on Fridays. Final thought on Delaware and uh, for our fans making the trip up by ninety five or listening or watching keys to keys to Spider Victory on on Saturday as we get back to Colonial Athletic Association play. Well, you know the turnover thing is is always big. Um, you know we got to hang on to the football. We're going to have to sustain you know some drives in this game because Delaware doesn't give up you know a lot of big plays they're going to make you you know they're going to make you move the football down the field we have to sustain the drives we have to get touchdowns when we're in the red zone uh defensively no big plays and 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 tackle and um you know we've given up you know we've played really really good defense like the last four weeks but we've given up a play or two every game you know that's really 
you know, that really hurts us a little bit. But uh, And we survived them. But, um, you know, we, we can't give up big plays we, and, and continue to tackle and play like we've been playing. We will look for all of that and much more, and we'll get back with you here next Thursday for the next Spider Talk. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Bob. Russ Usman, Spider Head Coach. And, again, thanks to our special player guest, Niall Harris, and Justin Jasper, two of our redshirt freshmen making an impact on this Spider football team. Mitchell, thanks for producing on location. Matt Josephs in our ESPN Richmond studios. Bob Black saying so long. Chris Anderson, Matt Smith, and I will talk to you at 1230 Saturday from Newark, Delaware. Richmond and the Delaware Blue Hens at 1 o'clock. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for being with us today at Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue for Spider Talk. You've been listening to Spider Talk with head football coach Russ Huseman, live from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, 8205 West Broad Street. Today's show has been brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, Food Lion, and Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Join us for lunch and Spider Talk Thursdays from noon to 1 p.m. throughout the college football season. This has been a live presentation from Learfield IMG College in association with Richmond Sports Properties and ESPN Richmond on the Spider Sports Network. You're never more than 30 minutes from a Richmond Sports Center update. Stay updated here. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. It's the Fall Classic. In a long way, left field, it is gone! The best of seven showdown for baseball's ultimate prize, the World Championship. The 2019 World Series. Houston Astros taking on Washington's Nationals. Well struck. That's on its way. That's gone. The toughest arms in the game battling the biggest bats. And we've got the latest series, news, updates, analysis, and more. The World Series happens here on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. From the G Law Firm Studios, your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg.